one shot. What opportunity. Everything I ever wanted. Mel. Mel. I would cash. Huh? You, you okay, yeah. dude? Yeah. What? You, you alright, dude? You yeah, ready to record this podcast? I'm a little sweaty, but... You all pumped up? You I sure? Mean, yeah, can you give me another couple minutes? I'm just doing my routine here. Now, we're oh. already recording, dude. Yeah, what's what's your routine? Yeah. No, I just... Um, I get hyped up before the podcast, and then we record the podcast. Yeah. And, uh, and you do that by listening to Lose Yourself by Eminem. Well, I mean, everyone, you know, has... You guys all have a, a song nah. that you listen to, to nah. up? I don't think many of us do uh, well nah. no I, I'm with you on that I mean like we them boys so every every week before the podcast I wear my vomit covered sweater and I eat some spaghetti and I listen to you lose yourself it's just what I do Rich, uh, but are your knees weak <laughs> well I'm <laughs> sitting down so oh okay can't be sure. Try standing We're up. just okay, and we play some games. We're just okay gamers. <laughs> Not ready. Oh, deal with it. Mom spaghetti. Thanks for listening to episode ninety-seven. <laughs> Nine-seven. Nine-seven. Uh, of just an okay gamers podcast. My name is Guapo, and I'm here with uh, Wapo. Uh, Slim Millpool. Mm. And Fat Nasty. Oh. Well, boys. uh, uh, Millpool. (laughs) God, I'm just so stunned. Start start over? (laughs) No. No, no, we're we're plowing through it. (laughs) I don't know, unless you guys want to try and make it funnier. Nah. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. (laughs) We'll let the audience be the judge of that. (laughs) (laughs) It's brilliant, Just Okay Gamers crew. The best intro ever, is what they'll say. Did you know my roommates haven't even heard of those commercials? From Guinness? What? The the Guinness commercials? What what commercials from Guinness? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know those? It's from like five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that far ago. It's enough that I didn't remember it immediately. Right. Wow. I still don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it, it, it was like a, they, they take out like the founders of Guinness. Like there's like a photo of both of them talking to each other. They like did paper mache cutouts of their faces and they like talk to each other in pantomime. They all go brilliant whenever they have an idea. Right. It's freaking funny. It is funny. Not like this, it. but it's funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it'll never be on par with that intro that we just did. Oh, yeah. not, not even close. Right. Comedy. Comedy gold right there. <laughs> um, so, how were your weeks? Wonderful. Anybody Mies got anything? Week. Weast My, week? Weast week? News are week. Ah. Very good. Oh. Continuing. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, uh, mine was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I went on a brewery tour for uh, Valentine's Day with my roommates. Which brewery? Uh, Lakefront Brewery. Nice. Yeah, I was serving beer there. Oh, wow. They asked, they asked for a licensed bartender, and I told them I had a kegger at home, and she was like, yeah, that's close enough. Come on up. Did so they pay you? Sweet. You didn't like uh, They paid yourself, me in free right? beer. 
did a perfect pours, right? You didn't do any too much foam or anything. Perfect pour every time, Wally. Come on. I, I, I trust you. I believe in you. I'm just covering the bases. I mean, I mean, in <laughs> Milwaukee, they teach that in grade school. There's like yeah. children like being taught like, like a part of this recess where there's like a kegger, and they like have kids just pouring beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and doing keg stands too. Keg stands. Yep, keg stands and beer pours. That's recess for us here. What about kegels? Kegels. Constant uh, kegels. <laughs> by all what, the kindergarteners. Yeah, there, there's no there's no gender bias. Everyone's doing them. Mm-hmm. Just flex the pee muscles. Yeah. <laughs> it's not way you can hold your pee better while you're downing mass hey, amounts man, of beer. If you're in a beer city, you gotta manage your pee. You do. It's a it's a very important trait. Because not only is it like, you know, pee management in terms of like timing, but the minute you pee, you lose your edge on being drunk, and that's not good for anyone. Right, exactly. I pee a lot when I'm... I pee a lot, period. Yeah. Me too. Well, Me you too. pee a lot, I poop a lot. Yeah, no pool, you pee a lot, too? <laughs> yeah, you never noticed? No. I have, yeah. but that's because you pee, like, on par with how much I pee as well. Hmm. I well, drink uh, an abnormal amount of water. Oh, that we do know. Yeah. Uh, Gulpy over here. You yeah. guys know that? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we know that. Although it hasn't happened recently. I haven't heard it for a while. Oh, I've gone push to talk. Oh, that's P-D-T. right. Mm. I kind of miss the gulpy now, now that you think about it. <laughs> I was just recently gulping. Not Gulp? Sure. 10 seconds ago. Wow. Mm. Impressive. Can you, gulp for, can you gulp for us just once for nostalgia? Maybe oh. later. Yeah, that's good. Yes. How many times a day would you say you gulp, no pool? Um, Let's get to the bottom of this. Actually, that raises another question after this one, but answer the first one. Uh, Man, quite a bit. I measured how much water I drank. This was probably like 10 years ago or something in a day, but it was six liters when I measured it. Wow, wow. that's intense. That's, that's, that's good, though, for the body, if you, you know, as long as you... Which, don't I don't know do. what that translates to. In About two gallons. Gallons, yeah. Well, how <laughs> many gulps per liter? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> There's some math here now. If I'm, if I'm really thirsty, I mean, the gulps will decrease because I'll take in more water at once, I think. Right. Now, now I'm not judging. So, I'm actually honestly asking, but are you like a, a bottled water guy? Are you, are you just refilling the same bottle? Or you, do you use Brita water filters? What's your water? Uh, just tap water. I'm not okay. water picky. I'm a, I'm right there with you. Well, we no, also no. got like the cleanest, some of the cleanest water in the country in Milwaukee. You have to with the beer, right? Well, no. After we had a crypto spritium outbreak in like the fucking Whoa. '60s, they decided that they were gonna put a little bit of money into water. <laughs> no, it was the '90s, man. Oh, the '90s. Yeah. Yeah, I would made big fun of that, but I'm originally from Toledo. <laughs> we lost the crown on that one over this summer. Do you remember that? Mm-mm. Yeah, with the green water. Yeah, Toledo, Ohio had green water this past <laughs> summer. It was really bad. I guess there was an algae bloom, and uh, our water filtration system just couldn't handle it. Solid. Good talk, guys. Mm-hmm. We're sponsored by water. So. We yeah. are sponsored by water. So if you're thirsty, go drink, drink some water. <laughs> water, a fine libation. Oh, uh, yeah. Guido, how was your uh, week? Oh man, it was okay. Yeah, was it yeah. just okay? Is it what it was? I guess. I'm so tired of hearing that. That's I mean, shame <laughs> on me for for naming it. 
<laughs> Naming everything I do that. Not just just okay. Always say just okay whenever possible around Guido. Right. A lot of uh, new people come into Mumble or something and. You know, any that's the best. The that's always the icebreaker. That is always the icebreaker with new people. <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you want to come and mumble, that's how you break the ice. Yep. yep. Faux show. What'd you do for Valentine's Day? Um. Uh. What did I do? Oh, I had my daughter over. We hung out. We made some uh, Valentines. Nice. Yep. She made a few for her mom and her aunts and stuff. And uh, I made uh, one that's... Like ant farm? Yep, for all of her uh, 5,382 ants. Wow, how long did that take to count? Supposed to be little valentines. They're very tiny, so she just cut up one piece of paper. (laughs) (laughs) She basically put it through the shredder and then dumped it into their tank. (laughs) I I, I thought she would have gotten like sawdust. Uh, Yeah, uh, it said, I hope you all die, you stupid ants. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So she doesn't like them. She hates their ant farm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what kind of ant farm is it? Is it like a traditional, what was it? A traditional ant farm with like sand or it was one of those creepy ass gel ones? Uh, no, it's a sand one, but it's about eight feet by ten feet. Holy shit. Who <laughs> <laughs> got it for her? <laughs> I built it with my hands. <laughs> God, I'd be creeped out by an eight foot by fucking ten foot ant farm. Yeah, it's, it's the wall that separates our rooms. <laughs> How's that for the insulation in the house? I feel like that'd be pretty good. Oh, it's great, man! All the body movement of the ants just heat everything up. Yeah. It drowns out the cat some nights. Yeah, the cat just stares at that ant farm constantly. Uh. Now, now I, I want to build an ant farm that's that size. Yeah, make a wall out of it between rooms. <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. It would, like an eight-foot-tall ant farm? If I your mean, kids are really in the sweet. If your kid's in the science, that is actually... <laughs> a, yeah, I know, right? Like, why are you talking about hypothetical? It's totally real. Uh, yeah, can't ant farms sustain themselves? Yes, they, they can, can, actually, yeah. Isn't that the whole point of an ant farm? Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's like you eat? don't have to do a thing. Do they just eat each other's dead corpses? <laughs> I think be with a traditional ad farm, you actually have to feed them. But I mentioned the gel ones because I think the gel ones uh, act as both a nutrient base as well as a way of carving out their home. Mm, it'd be way more metal if they ate their corpses. Yeah. <laughs> well, their ants, they probably do. I don't fucking know. Yeah. That's not what much I want. Not a zoologist. I want a metal fucking ant farm. You want well, a metal fucking ant well, you farm? You could make it yeah. a metal ant farm. Just like put the Kiss logo on it. And, or... <laughs> well, I get to work building it, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Get started with the metal. Wall number two. Maybe one day I'll have a whole house made of <laughs> ant farms. Ant- <laughs> that, like, that's the... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just trying to think of a house made of ant farms. It's like we're an axe murderer. With uh-huh. Well, I keep the human skin in the basement. <laughs> and the only band I'll ever listen to is Alien Ant Farm. Oh. <laughs> I uh, I used to like them a little bit. Ant Farm? Alien Ant yep. Farm. Ant oh, Farms. Alien Ant Farms. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you say? We get into League of Legends? Yeah, let's get into League of Legends. Or you guys want to banter some more? Why not? I like I like banter. 
I like all, I like it all. I like everything. I like all kinds of banter. What should we banter about, Guido? Mm. I like RAF banter. We should banter about banter. Yeah? What's your favorite type of banter? RAF uh, banter. <laughs> I like small talk. Yeah? Is small talk considered banter? It can be. It might as well be. It's almost synonymous, really. I thought, I don't know, banter kind of one thing flows to the next. Small talk talk is just like a think, series of, of, of subjects to talk I think about. Banter can be construed stories. as like jovial small talk. Yeah, what small- does the word jovial mean? Happy, means cavalier, joyous. joyous. Oh, okay. oh, as in like joyous, gotcha. Yeah. Like Santa, he's a jovial dude. He's jolly. Got- yeah, it's, uh, it's jolly small talk. Right. Well, I miss I miss uh, Wally's uh, lexicological corner. Ooh, nice! What's, I like uh, that. What's your guys' favorite color of Jolly Ranchers? Ooh, I was just oh, going to ask a similar question. <laughs> <before>. <laughs> what's your question? I was going to ask what the favorite flavor of oh. Jolly Rancher was. Well, you know, but I mean, wouldn't potato. the favorite color of Jolly Rancher just be your favorite your flavor, color yeah. that? <laughs> Is yeah, in the Jolly so. Rancher spectrum. Okay, since we're all of the, of the right age, though, on top of flavor, I want to know what everyone's favorite Jolly Rancher preference is. Do you like the little candies, or did anyone ever like the strips? Um, mine is cherry, and I actually like the gummies. Ooh, gummies, nice. Yeah, like the the Starburst style ones. I was yeah. never a, a fruity kind of chocolate or a candy guy. Really. <laughs> Yeah, Jolly Rancher, Starburst, Skittles. I never really Starburst, was... man. I could fucking eat those till I puke. Yep. I'm I'm a chocolate kind of guy. I like my chocolates. Yeah. Dark or milk? Anything. Really? Anything? Care, That's man. cool. I've grown to appreciate dark chocolate as a like Yeah, me there. too, in my advanced age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I'm getting there. This yeah. is going to sound terrible, but I work with a bunch of women, and they're big on the chocolate. <laughs> and I don't want to make it sound bad, but it's like I didn't I was into chocolate as much, and they keep like a stash of dark chocolate around, especially Dove. And oh, Doves are great. I know, and I started mm-hmm. nibbling on it. I go, I go, holy crap, this is really good. And so now I'm really into dark chocolate too. Well, I don't think it would have been bad, even if you wouldn't have left with, uh, or even if you wouldn't have led with. I don't want this to sound bad. I know, but I, 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 I think it would in a way. Like I work How with a bunch, of, you, I work with a bunch of dames, see, and they're really into chocolate, like the girls are, you know. And <laughs> it's like when somebody leads with, "I don't want this to sound racist." Then it's probably like the most racist thing you're ever going to hear. Oh, absolutely. But I, I still, I wanted to walk head first into it. All right, I appreciate that. Head held high, not meaning to offend, but probably will. Where do doves rate on your list of favorite birds? Oh. <laughs> uh, they're pretty great. They stand for peace. Um, a big fan of peace. Yeah. Fuck peace. I'd put them at about five. Out of what? <laughs> Out of all the birds. There's more than five birds. I know. They're number five on the top bird list. It's like fucking oh, nature what's talk. What's number one? And birds and... Oh, you want to just go straight to number one? Yeah, fuck the other What's your three. number one bird out of all the birds ever? Probably an ostrich. Oh, uh, why? Because they put their head in the sand? <laughs> yes, for that exact reason, <laughs> they're circle. my favorite. Full circle? What is it re- in reference to? They have farms. They have sand. Oh. Flamingos. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, sand. That's a bit of a reach there, buddy. Uh, I tried. <laughs> I'm a big do fan ostriches of, uh... put their head in sand? I thought there was flamingos. That do that. No, it's ostriches, I think. All right, whatever. Why do yeah. they do that? Haven't you seen the ostrich pillow? 
I believe it's some kind of defense mechanism, but I don't know how that would work. <laughs> Maybe they won't see him. Yeah, I, I think it's based on fear and sensory deprivation. It's like not meant to work. I don't know, but huh? Granted, I'm I'm referencing that the, the the first thing I thought of as a reference for knowing what it does is cartoons. So it's probably not a good baseline for right judging why a creature does something based on caricatures of it because their head like comes up. 50 feet behind them and looks up and around. Yeah, exactly. Like some kind of Warner Brothers shit. Mm -hmm. My favorite bird's a carrier pigeon. Ooh. Smart birds. Yep. Crows are up there. Crows probably my second favorite. Crows are extremely intelligent. Yeah. Yeah, and they actually like keep families, I just read this week. They so, keep families? They hold territory? Like in their basements? Yep, they hold them <laughs> ransom. Oh. Liam Neeson has to come and like rescue them. <laughs> yeah. But you see the Taken that's based off of an uh, old Raven novel. Yeah, it's an old Swedish film called Raven, and they remade it and called it Taken. <laughs> According to National Geographic Kids. Oh, wait, is this a world fact? <laughs> world fact! World fact! Uh, world fact! No, it's, it's more fact, baby! Segway! Oh, you, you teased us. Yeah. <laughs> Ostriches don't bury their head in the sand, but they <gasps> do does? dig holes in the dirt to use as nests for their eggs. Several times a day, a bird puts her head in the hole and turns the eggs. That's what it's for. So okay. they do put their head in the sand or in the ground. It's just to turn the egg, though. Okay. It's not really just shoving it in the ground just because. Well, yeah, I actually had no idea. I just, I just never actually thought about it until yet. Milpa, I love that you're bringing back a fact. Yeah, Millpool facts are the best facts. Millpool, Nat Geo, kid fact. <laughs> um, all right, that was a pretty good banter sesh. I like it. Yeah, I, I like liked it. it. What do you think, Millpool? On a scale of five to five and a half, where would you rate that banter sesh? Oh, oh boy. Get out your decimal. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to do some math here. Yeah. How many birds are on the bird list? All of them. Oh, <laughs> All right, give me a few minutes. A few minutes? You gotta keep bantering? <laughs> yeah. No, I just want to listen to the uh, Lose Yourself. Oh, okay. Uh, nah, we'll just go into league. Maybe later yeah. you come and give us your, your answer. Yeah. How's that sound? I guess, but I'm still not hyped up. Okay. I'm one shot and you guys are blowing it for me. Yeah. What opportunity. Maybe <laughs> if you had some stronger fucking knees. Fucking weak-ass knee, bitch. My arms are so heavy, man. You don't understand. Mm -hmm. The toll it takes on your knees. Okay, uh, here we go. League of Legends. Segway. <laughs> that was tight. That was great. It's a great was segue. That, was that one new? Yeah, that's new. It's sent by uh, Fuss Road Don't. Thank you, Fusero Don't. Fuss Rap Don't. Uh, he sent us that segue. Nice. And we'll, uh, we, we thank him. If you want to send a segue, just send it to our email. What's our email, you ask? <gasps> Good question. One Anyways. that I have an answer for. <laughs> and that email is justokgamers at gmail.com. Seems like yeah. you could have shortened that up a little bit. Impossible. There's no way I could have shortened that up. That's why Nasty probably does the plugs. <laughs> Last time I did plugs, they lasted like 25 minutes. 
<laughs> possibly, possibly longer. Is that yeah. when we started getting callers into the show? Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. That was the call-in episode. Your hour, <laughs> we you're stuck here for an entire two. week talking. <laughs> yep. Quito talking about pizza or something. Mm-hmm. Pizza just constantly for a week. Uh, okay, so uh, man, there's some champ item changes here. <laughs> Uh, on the PBE. Oh, on the PBE? We don't want to talk about that, do we? Nah. Mm, we, we only we talk about shit that's well, live. Okay, so there's there's a new... We were all right about guessing that there was going to be another uh, AP item. I guess that's the biggest thing, because we kind of hit on that last week. There's a new big AP item on its way. It's kind of like um, Static Shiv. They don't have a name for it yet. Okay. They just have stats out. Uh, it's uh, 120 AP... Um, and it kind of is like Static Shiv where it builds up charges, and then uh-huh. on your next uh, spell, it releases all those charges out. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so. Actually, this Mandrake Ward sounds pretty cool. Right. Yeah, you like it? Yeah. So it's a, a ward that you place somewhere, and it'll uh, it lasts for five minutes, and it'll ping the map if an enemy becomes visible right around it. Ooh, so it's kind of like a trap ward thing. It's just, it's a ward that does the map awareness for you. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know. That seems a little OP. It's 50 gold. Right. It does seem OP for that cost, especially. Yeah. Yeah, five minutes. That's a long time. And it's invisible. Yeah, which is huge, especially in this, like, non-invisible, oh, uh, but, like, detection. But it is blind, so it doesn't reveal any of the area of fog, I think. Yeah, but it's still it pings like that somebody's near, which is right. just like having a like a Warwick's century. thing go off. Well, you know, like Warwick's thing though still gives visibility. I'm thinking it's more like um, Rexar. You know, like how when he goes underground and it gives like the pings around, you can see where somebody's running in the fog of war. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's going to be some something similar to that. It does seem OP, but I really, just speaking as like you know, kind of an idiot new guy because I don't play that much. I really love the pinging aspect of it because I mean, the human element tends to be a little erratic when it comes to pings that yeah. I've seen, and having something automated like that is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it says that it'll ping wherever the breach occurs. Just one so ping, like, though. Right, every ten seconds. Very nice. I don't know. We'll see if they stick with it. Yeah, I don't. I, I think it's going to be kind of one of those gimmicky items that's here for a patch and then it's kind of gone. To be honest, it, please be like, honest. Uh, well, honestly, Guido, if I had to make a decision, <laughs> um, it's probably going to be here for a patch and then be gone. Okay. Yeah, this is interesting about why why five minutes and not three. And it says it's because you get less information. All it tells you is literally is that at some point he was there. It doesn't give you his health. It doesn't give you his items. It doesn't know. It doesn't let you know what direction he's going in, or if he just <clears> sort <throat> of showed up and backtracked to address the lane. Right. That, that's interesting. Yeah. The note. Well, it says it's for like early lane ganks. So mm-hmm. if you throw it like if you're bot lane, you throw it. I don't know. There's a lot of options, but just in the river, like that's kind of. Yeah. It's pretty huge for five minutes. I'd feel more comfortable with something like that. The yeah. support. Cool. All right. So we'll stay tuned. We'll see if those uh, happen. And then Nasty will talk about them very briefly on his 60 sex experiment. There you oh, go. Oh, yes, I will. 
Uh, a lot of th- things have changed with teams and players in the LCS this week. Olive. So many. Yeah. The biggest one is uh, Piglet got benched. A lot of controversy. There is. And, and it's been really weird to see because there was tweets saying like things that we were thinking about. And then there was other tweets saying like something completely different. And it, it's kind of unclear still yet what, what the actual reasoning is for. They haven't yeah, made th- a statement at all? Uh, not really. They, there's something on the Team Liquid page just basically outlining uh, that Keith is going to be starting. Uh, but they said they're going to talk about it uh, in interviews this weekend. Yeah. Okay. So, but the main consensus that has kind of been drawn is that it's more of a language barrier thing. Uh, language Possibly. and culture. They, they they painted this picture of it being him being homesick and just sort of yeah not happy and kind of being a dick. But that's like what would Millpool said. We're not sure. I'm sad. Where's my mommy? Where's my Korean mommy? <laughs> <laughs> I want my Korean mommy to bring me my papa. Are you being kidding? Because actually, that's actually a little bit of what people are saying. I'm sure that's what's going on. I mean, he's yeah. a young kid. All these I mean, kids. Ed is I, apparently like he came. What Korean team was he part of again? SK something. Yeah, SKT. SK. Mm-hmm. Well, they said he, he was close to his mom, like geographically, physically close to his mom, with his old gig, even for Korea. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a huge loss, I guess, when he came over here. And he's a young guy. I get that. But that actually was a specifically cited thing as well. Right. Oh, heaven forbid there was a draft or something. They had to go to war. Uh, right. <laughs> Nasty? You can uh, speak on this. Did you miss no your mommy? Oh, well, duh. I mean, I missed a lot of things when I was in Afghanistan, including, like, life things. But you just do what you got to do. Did you cry and quit? Uh, sometimes I cried. I didn't quit. Oh, okay. You know what? You, in all honesty, and you were a, a Marine. You're not just going into the military. And I think one of the things that always distinguished the Marines for me is how they kind of tear you down and then rebuild you a little bit. Yeah, and that, but nothing that, prepares you for being oh, no. completely removed like I that. Mean, you were fundamentally changed by the experience. So yeah, everybody loves their mommy. Mm-hmm. Especially my mommy. She's fun. I love your mommy. She is. I want to meet your mommy. She's, well, maybe next time. You'll be up here for con. Yeah. I'll have her stop on over by Mansa's. Yay. Yeah, do it. It's like right down the street. So I want to go drinking with your mom. Dude, she's <laughs> a lot of fun to go drinking with. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah. She, under, she outdrinks me. Wow. Mm-hmm. Very good. She sounds good. like a blast. <laughs> uh, mom well, talk. Mom talk. Mom talk. Just mom okay, mom talk. A uh, bunch of people got benched and changed. And I, I wrote that in quick because I was double-checking. I'm not sure if I'm completely right, but uh, Betsy for Nick, Kevin for Elementals, right? Elements, rather? Uh, elements. And yeah, that's the other right? big one, yeah, that uh, Wicked got benched. And then Imagine for the Copenhagen Wolves, I think. Uh, no, Imagine is the support for... Um... The Winter Fox team Sorry, in North I, America. I knew it was a canine. <laughs> I, my brain kind of shifted on me, but yeah. And have you seen the picture of him, by the way? It's adorable. He's like four foot nothing. What and, a silly uh, name. Imagine? Imagine. At first when I saw it, I thought it was another post about like Imagine Dragons from hey, last year. Hey, man. Uh, cool. Nice to meet you. What's your summer name? 
Imagine. Imagine. Oh my god. <laughs> Listening to the Imagine Dragons guys make like color commentary on a match they were playing made me want to stab myself in the face. Yeah? It just seems so insincere. I don't know. Maybe they actually do enjoy it. Oh, no. Know. They're getting tons of money. Yeah. Right. I, just, I don't know. It was just really weird. Uh, I'm excited to see Kevin come back. He was a exciting person to watch last season. Cool. Don't you mean Kev won? Kev, Kev won, won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't lead speak yet. I've noticed something that I think somebody else may have brought up at some point, but it seems like the European teams are putting up some major points. Yeah, they are. Not uh, well, they, up until last week. Up yeah, until like, last not week, not even really. It's really just SK and Fnatic that are doing well, and everyone's at everyone else is at like four and four. It's okay. like crazy even. It may be perceptual, but it just felt like I mean I was getting a lot of production out of my European players. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the thing with Kevin and Wicked um, is, and Wicked like made a statement afterwards. He actually did an AMA today, which was pretty informative. Uh, what did he say? Uh, he basically called out um, his teammates. Really, like he said that they had poor communication. Um, he said that they've only watched five replays in the entire split so far, and that he's he was trying to like. Uh, tell his team to watch more replays and like scrim less and also to have objectives going into scrims not to just like uh not have any purpose um, but he said his team like didn't listen to him and uh, he said there was poor communication on their team uh that niff maybe wasn't so good at shot calling he's supposed to be the shot caller now huh. and that there, wow. there's too much passive style play on their team which is like uh the like consensus um kind of knock against them is that froggen's a passive player and since they got reckless reckless is a really passive player that's a common complaint i've noticed for a few different players in the european circuit like rocket has been accused of being far too passive so the thing with kevin is he's actually known as also being a passive player Mm -hmm. um and so was wicked and wicked is saying like uh, he's gonna go He's not sure what he's going to do now, but he's just going to play solo queue and work on, like, shot calling. Or not shot calling, but, like, being more aggressive and initiating more. Huh. Um, That's, like, the Guido style. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like player. Guido, yeah. Hey, fuck yeah. you guys, I'm not passive. <laughs> yeah, you are. No, 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 his complaints about his... T- <laughs> <laughs> no, that? no, you are a passive player, and I will are say you? that. Yeah, no, he is. I don't think I'm a passive player. <laughs> you are a passive player. No, I think you read it as passive, but it's not. Yeah, I mean, nasty, it's calculated. Nasty is very aggressive, so yeah. right, okay. almost I his detriment. Dude, yeah. I, half of yeah, my favorite parts I, of I like that. league is listening to Guido go get it, get it, get it. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. the best part of league for me. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't say Guido's passive. No, I know that my uh, aggressiveness is definitely one of my biggest downfalls. So mm-hmm. that's one thing I work on constantly is trying to tell myself, don't go in, don't go in. I Don't love aggressive players. I love. I, I just love aggressive play style. It's yeah, fun to you, watch. I think you learn. <laughs> in theory, you probably learn more by being overly aggressive than overly passive. Right. You put yourself in a lot of dumb situations, and it sticks a little bit more because you feel like an idiot when you go in like one v four a team, <laughs> expecting your team to like follow up, but you forget that you're malfight and you know you dive way further ahead. Wait, did you just say malfight? Mouth fight. Mouth fight. Mouth fight. <laughs>
good mouth fight there. Oh, it's good, a good mouth fight. Okay. Well, shall think, we? Yeah, I think it's time that uh, we have a special guest on, uh, and we're gonna do a little, little segment we like to call Kate's Corner. Spam your champion's joke and taunt to both annoy your enemies and drown out the sound of your mother crying. Tune in next week for another tip from Kate. That was great. That's kind of dark. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why her mom's crying. Well, it she was just Valentine's Day. Moms cry. She probably talked to her. Nah. About that. Does your I wonder if her mom has a small Asian son that's in a faraway country <laughs> playing a, a video game competitively video game for a living. Yeah, wait. You're saying a, you're saying that Piglet's mom is reacting the same way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, She's I was reading saying, that as... I want my Korean son back. <laughs> <laughs> as you opposed know, to her African son. <laughs> what? <laughs> She has an African son. She has a Korean <laughs> son. Come uh-huh. on. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Oh. I'll just vape to take that one away. It's a good vape. It's a good vape. It's a vape for pain away. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I've been playing more League of Legends lately. And I've been spamming my uh, opponents lately. With, with, uh, with what? Well, yeah, with what? Uh, taunts. Yeah, complaints. Drown out your your alcoholic mother that's crying in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You see, see, it's a, it's a valid tip. Valid tip. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. Uh, yeah. Me and Millpool. I think I've played every one of the games um, uh, with Millpool. Uh, not Millpool and I. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> 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 You're gonna uh, correct me now for grammar. <laughs> Fucking was... 97 episodes in, <laughs> and now is the point that you do. When I'm sure like I a, had... good, a good a good sound number 97. <laughs> I'm sure I've I had like 20 other grammatical errors in this episode alone before that one. I didn't say I was attentive. <laughs> uh what was I saying? Oh yeah, me and Millpool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we played uh, pretty much all my games I've played with Millpool. And uh, we're 7-3 and three right now, at yeah, least as far uh, back as this thing goes. You got a good spread. Seems like 10 games by my math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I hitched my stuff to that wagon, and I got a win out of it, too. Yeah. Didn't you also get a loss, though? Yeah, that was a bad game. I'm not going to count that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I feel like I haven't played a game with you in a long time. I think you were on that list. We're like you were on the team. One. Yeah, you're in the you're in the list. Oh, you're fifty fifty like me or something. I think. But uh, I've been trying my hand at top lately, and I just don't like it. Yeah, you don't seem happy at top. You just don't. No, uh, top is my kind of playstyle. You're you're an aggressive mid, in my opinion. That's that's your sweet spot. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I like what. Mid or jungle. That's what you do, right? No, I like support a lot. Oh. Yeah. Because yeah. I think you like support. Well, the reason I think you're really good at support <laughs> is because you 
have a really good sense of what's going on in the game. And support allows you to kind of do that, you know? Yeah. That's why I like support. Honestly, I think I like support because it's less pressure. That too. <laughs> less pressure. I like that too. And the, uh, the less pressure helps me focus. Right. And uh, having good focus and awareness as a support, you can do some pretty fun shit. I, I put it on my shoulders that I have to do well if I'm not support. Otherwise, us losing the game is my fault. Well, you guys go through that? Yeah. In every other role, you have to farm. Right. Which, yeah. As an ADC, like, that's the most stressful part for me is just getting last hits. Yeah. Except you have someone there to back you up. I think top is the worst. Yeah, especially when your lane's going bad in top. It's just horrible. Yeah. Well, think about the headspace you got to be in with top. It's like two bullies sizing each other up. That's it's just, just so much fun. And it's away from everyone. Yeah, it's away from everyone. Even the jungle can't quite be there all the time. Yeah, it's awesome. You're just 1v1-ing someone. No, he seems to be so high You're risk. You're just sizing each other up, and like whoever makes the better play wins. Yeah. Last night I was playing uh, J4 into... Um, uh, shit, what the fuck's the slut's name? <laughs> wow. Shivana. <laughs> no, uh, damn what? It. what did she do? Give me, give me yeah, something. What did she do? Uh, she's got a sword. Oh God, Riven, Leona, no, Fiona, no, Fiora, Fio- Fio- <laughs> Fiona, Fiona from Shrek, Fiona, Fiona, Fiona from Shrek, <laughs> Fiona. Oh my no. God, new skin for Fiona against against Fiora, and uh, and Fiona against just... Fiora. Yep, Fiona against Fiora. Let's let's get that match. <laughs> just like uh, animated out for us. We'll see how that goes. Well, Fiona knows those. She knows those Matrix moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's nimble on her feet. Yeah. I always liked her, but I thought she wasn't a viable champion right now. Uh, she is in solo queue because she can like throw somebody on, throw the team on her back, and turn plays really quickly. Yeah, she's fast. I love that. I love all of her kit. It's really cool to watch. For a while, like a couple of patches ago, she was just wrecking. She was yeah. all over the place. I don't know what happened. Whether they nerfed her or what. I just think that they brought defensive stats back up, which makes it really easy to kind of build against her. Because she, before, if you had if you had to wait for health, it was either get a ruby crystal or get wait till you could get a giant spell. But now you can build a ruby crystal out of giant spell. Which I think you're right. Helps you prep for that a little bit easier and deal with her power spike around like level three or level four. I remember reading about how she's been basically mitigated out because of something in the game, and that's probably what it is. Whatever you you specifically mentioning that because I remember someone yeah. saying I, I want to use her but now she's easily circumvented by doing blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I got super far ahead in farm and just got like yeah. an item advantage and just continued to just bully her out of lane and just farming against something like that. I've been on the opposite side and it's just horrible because it's like sit back and wait for them to push it into the tower and then get whatever CS you can and hope your jungle comes and helps you at some point. Everything I've seen of top is you basically, if you're if you're the bitch seat, you're going to be the bitch seat for pretty much the rest of it. I guess right, you're... A lot of people don't understand that you just got to build defensively in that kind of a circumstance. Like sandbag, your best, right? Well, sandbag it and just wait for like the game to kind of let you catch up. Because if you just stay there, like the top lane's going to get bored after some point and start roaming to try to get kills. <laughs> yeah, I, play, I, play, I play top kind of similar to how I play juggle, where um, I ward a lot. So if I get the opportunity, I'll go to like the enemy blue or something or red and like ward around there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and if your lane's pushed up, you know, go to mid, see if there's an opportunity there. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. I don't use, I haven't found the chance to use teleport a lot for ganks, but it's all dependent on, like, where the lanes are, kind of. It takes some crazy map awareness to use teleport like that. Like, well, I almost need someone good... to be like, come in in 10 seconds, teleport here, because we're about to do some shit. Yeah, it takes team coordination. Like, mm-hmm. the best opportunity to teleport bot for a gank, for example, is if there's wards in the side brushes, or if the, like, one of the junglers or both junglers are already down there and there's already a fight happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like uh, for dragon fights too. Like if you see your team kind of setting up for dragon, just be like constantly watching the map for that. Oh boy. Well, we'll have to play some more games, huh? Yeah. I'm enjoying it right now. I mean, yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I feel yeah. like we're back in the fun zone of it right now. and It's yeah. not really competitive. Did you miss me, Millpool? I yeah, I love playing games with you. I love, <laughs> I love just with playing you. with you. Mm. It seems a lot more fun if or easygoing now than it was when I was last played. I think uh, the roster has changed a little bit. Uh, there yeah. are a few players we played with that kind of got really into it, and I mean, I can speak. I'm speaking just for myself, and they kind of. Uh, I don't know. Put some stress on the game that didn't need to be there. Tryhards, if you will. Mm, those tryhards were tryhards. <laughs> According to Triforce. We're tryhards. <laughs> the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. When we when he played with us, he's like, you guys are a bunch of tryhards. I didn't even think we were trying that hard that game. And I was like, shut yeah. up. You only have like 70 games under your belt. You dumb oh, idiot. Really? <laughs> yeah. But we should take a page out of his book. Right, have more fun with it. Yeah. Maybe then we don't get burnt out on it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's, yeah, that's part of the reason, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier, that I like doing comps, like coming up with a comp before we go into the game. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. it just takes the pressure off if we're like, okay, let's all do global alts or something. Like, right. If we don't win, it's fine, but we can, like, we'll probably have a few laughs by trying yeah. to execute it. It, uh gives the team an objective besides winning the game right yeah like getting in that team fight and doing all those alts or something you know god team fights are so fucking exhilarating i just love it i know it's cliche to say but it's so much fun when it's us yeah <sighs> we like that uh that zed game that i sent you i was just having fun like those plays that happened were just me dicking around i guess you could say mm-hmm. They're pretty close get those on my twitch those are on my Twitch channel, by the way, if anybody wants to see the highlights. Yeah, go to Nasty's Twitch thing. <laughs> How's that for a plug? <laughs> yeah, great plug. You like that? Selfish. Uh, Whatever. Fuck it. Hey, man, if we ever get this thing underway with the that new video idea, we'll plug the shit out of your Twitch. How's Sweet. that sound? Good? Sweet! All right, should we go on to general gaming? Let's do it. All right. What new video? It's time for general gaming. New general gaming. New we'll talk about the video thing later. Yeah, I don't want to give it away. Is it the thing? The thing that you're gonna do? Yeah. The one that Guido's doing, yeah. Who? What? What? Well, and then the one that I'm doing too. What? Oh, it's the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> Ow. Ow. Um, so, General Gaming, sorry for that. Why do we have to speak in code? I don't even know what we're talking about. Why do you about? press the, <laughs> press the subject, Millpool? You could obviously, yeah, you could tell that we didn't want to speak about it. But well, you're like, wait, wait, that. what? Wait, what's going on? What's what about the loop on? You guys were like doing hand signals to each other, and I just, was, yeah, I felt left out. Smoke only, signals. The only hand signals we know is like the jerk off motion. So we were just doing mm-hmm. that to each other. Seriously doing that to each other over and over again. Yep. And the blowjob motion, too. Uh-huh. Clark, Clark, we Clark. Both nodding. Yep, but Guido had his arms crossed because that's <laughs> the only way that he knows how to nod. No, I mean, shaking my head is different from nodding. Oh, by definition, it's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever cross my arms and nod. I don't know, do. I'm not you the agree fucking in disapproval. Genie. You agree in disapproval. Yeah? Yeah. I agree just super sourly. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that I like this. <laughs> um, so we kind of teased it last week. Uh, SOE, Sony That's Online it. Entertainment. Which is now Daybreak Games. Right. Uh, bought out like two weeks ago. By an investment firm that specializes in right. edgy tech shit. They, uh... Google? No, less less impressive <laughs> yeah. than Google. They basically upended uh, a lot of the current projects that are going on by clearing house and firing quite a few people. Quite a few people that were known in the industry and in the respective projects that they were working on. They fired the head of community relations for the entire EverQuest franchise. Right. Which as is, well as the creative director. Yeah. Ouch. The dude that's been like God molester guy. Yeah. If you played Landmark, he was like the dude on the intro video. Ponytail, kinda of yeah. looks creepy. Explained what he wanted to do with the whole thing. I don't know. But a lot of uh players and people that are were supporters of SOE and EverQuest uh kinda backing out slowly, putting their hands in the air, slowly back stepping out the door. Because uh these are people that had a vision of a game that they wanted to produce. And, I mean, I'm not going to say what if I thought they were doing it poorly. <laughs> but a lot of people thought that they were doing a good job. And uh, now they're not there anymore. And the vision is lost in a lot of people's opinions. And uh, it's a sad, sad day for what used to be SOE. Yeah, I mean, no matter how you cut it, EverQuest will always have a place and kind of online gaming and to have it kind of be reduced to a crumbled IP owned by an investment firm with a gutted development team is a little disheartening, but hopefully they'll rebound. I mean, the the companies on the roster of this company that owns them now aren't necessarily bad, but there's no other game companies on them. So it it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good, but I'm not going to pass judgment. I mean, fuck. What if they create... EverQuest next, and it's fucking awesome. Like I said, the, the the companies that they have in their portfolio are reasonable companies, so there's a good chance they could hire a creative talent that could pull it together. Right. So we'll see, but uh, I don't know. A lot of people are saying it's just going to be a cash grab, and uh, they'll they'll run the IPs into the ground until they get all the money they can squeeze out of them and uh, abandon them, essentially, is what I've been reading a lot of. 
But yeah, that's all speculation. Shitty. It's all yeah. speculation. It's I mean, just... Planetside is a, an established game. It'll take a lot of effort to quote, run it into the ground, so we'll see what happens. Right. Yeah. It's, cause it's not just EverQuest. They got the whole kit and caboodle. So. Yeah, H1Z1, which is probably their their money horse right now. Yeah, that's going to be the flagship that keeps it going with EverQuest. Mm-hmm. DC Universe Online, which, you know, had its, it had its moment in the sun. Now it's slowly fading off. Underappreciated as an MMO. Underappreciated, I think. Oh, man, it was great. It was great for a superhero game. MMO? Yeah. Oh, Kick the shit. Me. I mean, after City of Heroes and Villains closed, there was nowhere else to go that was any good except for that MMO. Yeah, you had Champions Online, but I, I didn't play that very long. Eh. Isn't DC Universe still going? It is still going, but, I mean, its popularity fades in, with the passing of every day more and more. Yeah, they've been collapsing so servers. It is sad. Yeah, collapsing and merging servers. And, uh, you know, there's going to come a, po- a point when they're like, you know, we can't afford to keep these servers open anymore. So. Yeah. But that happens with games. I don't know. Yeah, it does. It does. Which actually leads into the next topic a little bit. Yeah, go with it. Yeah, uh, let me let me kind of just kind of give you the cliff notes, uh, even more so than what you see in the in the script. Basically, a developer was giving a speech to a new developer. So I don't know if it was at a conference or it was at a developer school, and they were talking about Elder Scrolls and <clears throat> you know using Skyrim as a reference. But and it's like, how many of you are fans of Elder Scrolls? He pitched it to the crowd of prospective developers, and the kids are like raising their hands. How many of you played Skyrim? half the room if not more how many of you have played arena or daggerfall like two people maybe one and understandably it's old but we all came from a place like doom (laughs) or uh, quake or elder scrolls rpgs right now baldur's gate that kind of a thing and there's a certain amount of relevance to where we came from because it creates the baseline of what of the games we're making now but a lot of the people that are coming into this generationally are using previous AAA titles of the last five to ten years as a baseline of what's normal, as opposed to some of the fledgling creativity that kind of made gaming what it is. And they're also talking about like um, museums. Like we're losing a lot of booklets and boxes and posters and artwork and and like narratives and the, the whole story of what made games invigorating when they were simple visually. And uh, nobody's preserving them. There's a few pockets in Germany and Europe and a few places. And there's a museum opening up somewhere else recently that's trying to become like the centralized museum for gaming. But I guess the larger question is because of all of this, you know, is there a responsibility on the gaming community as a whole, like especially older folks, you know, in their 30s and their late 20s? You know, should we be preserving all this stuff? Are video games worthy of being like museum or like a history museum but for video games or does it not matter because they're just essentially toys are they i mean where do we draw the line between preservation and not really caring um i don't know that's a big question i think uh i think they are being preserved i mean i, I don't really see i'm not saying they're not true uh, I, I should have I should padded that by saying maybe maybe we are doing a good enough job, and if you think so, I mean I, I can get behind that. I mean I think there's enough like hobbyist gamers that or 
you know, gamers that are like hobbyists, you know, making emulators and ROMs and stuff. And maybe that's not the best way to preserve them, but yeah, you know, there's like the Internet Archive is doing a lot of work on that kind of thing. What about like um, <laughs> like boxes and posters and art and booklets and store and bo- and like stories and stuff from like when games came with a lot of crap? I don't know. I think that's. It would be awesome if there was there was a museum, yeah. It should, should it be public or should it be like private, like what we were describing? Should there be like a an actual like way of, like effort by gamers to sort of preserve their past? I think that there sh- it should be public, but I mean, Steam kind of has done away with the whole like physicalness of video games. Well, that's a good point. Digital distribution has made things somewhat obsolete in terms of like the physicality of owning something right now like when you get like cds and stuff like that or you buy an album of music it's like it comes along with a digital uh booklet now so it makes kind of the older stuff even more precious in a way right so i don't know if it should be collected and made public or if it should just be made public on like the digital space and then collected and kept privately like allow everybody else to put in whatever they want publicly I think I like, there's going to be people that do collect this stuff and display it, you know? Like yourself? With the whole, like, digital or uh, graphical novels and stuff like that? Well, I mean, yeah, but, I mean, I'm not opening a museum in it at any time. But, well, that's a good distinction yeah. to have, though, because essentially video games occupy the same space as comic books as extensions of popular culture. And there is a difference between a private collector displaying his goods and a public distribution of, right. uh, of history. But there's gonna like comic books. There's gonna be people that make these into accessible viewing areas, like museums. Cool. Uh, I know in Wisconsin, right outside of Milwaukee, there's this thing called the Midwest Gaming Classic that has. It's like a roaming museum. You can go. It's like two weekends a year. They have all the game consoles out. You can play them. That's you can perfect. Look at their boxes. Some of them you can't play because they're so rare. And uh, I love have it. All these TVs, these CRT TVs set up, and uh, I mean that that sort of stuff is there. And people that wish to or that that are passionate about it will continue to do that. But I don't think we as gamers owe it to the history. Okay. To to preserve it ourselves, you know. I understand. I don't, th- I don't think everybody has to do a have a part in it. Okay, so there's, no, there's no public agency then to do that. It's just something that can be done, but we don't, we're not beholden to it as a hobby. Right, that's right. what I was kind of getting at too. Like, make it like a public digital space to make it easier on the people that want to do it. But then, like, if you also want to do like, you know, hold a physical like gallery event kind of thing, I mean, I guess that would kind of be on an organization like what we have here to do that. Well, I'm glad. Actually, that's perfect. What we were talking about. Just to dial it back a second, so because this is actually a separate thing. Do you think developers, game developers, should have an awareness of older titles? Or nah. okay. I mean, in the sense that they aren't rehashing the same tropes or mechanics, or, or you know, that might go hand in repeat- hand with being aware of them, though. I mean, because like, these kids literally never played or even knew much of Daggerfall, Arena, Blackgate, right. or anything. But, but that were, that's part of the entire narrative and structural thread of what Elder Scrolls is. I Skyrim that, is part I th- of it. There's going to be a point where when a kid is like, okay, this is what I want to do with my life, I'm going to become a developer. 
they will inform themselves about the history of video games. Right. Like, People aren't just going into Minecraft and being like, I'm going to be a game developer. Now I'm going to make Neverwinter Nights because it's never been na- made before. That's a fair <laughs> That's a fair point. Well, a, a good point is today... Sorry, Mill, do you want to say something before uh, I move on? Yeah. I, <laughs> no, I think, like, I don't think it matters that you go back and play every game that's ever been released. Even if you want to make a game in a specific genre, like, you don't have to do that. I Like, I think you can be a totally competent and good game developer by just as long as you're playing games which every game developer does um and you know take the ideas that you want to use and you know make them into your own thing i don't like i don't i don't think you gain anything from like if you want to make a platformer you don't have to go back and play the original mario brothers i don't think you necessarily gain anything from that like if that game was released today it is. Um, it has been released uh, today. <laughs> yeah, but no. If that exact game was released today, people would be like, "Where, you know, there's no saving in this game." Right. I mean, there's so many like things that are antiquated about this game. Like, this is no one would play it. It would be lost. Like, no one. Yeah, would play I. It. I makes sense to me. I mean, yeah. So I mean, there's there's so many more things that you can learn by playing modern games because all the lessons that people have learned have been like, you know they've the best games take those lessons and apply them to their own games you know yeah so it's, it's i agree like a waterfall effect i agree with you on that part um but so for my senior design project right now we are refurbishing a game cabinet and then creating a game of our own um in unity and when we were talking about like the mechanics of games and like we're kind of doing like a platformer i was thinking to myself like I really should go back and look at these other games that I want to base it off of, mainly which are older style games because um, I guess we're, we're looking at like uh, Asteroid style of game and uh, a 2D uh, platformer shooter kind of like Mario kind of game. Okay. And merging kind of the two of them together. And it's like when it comes down to the mechanics of how the game is played and the aesthetic that you want to get from that kind of a game, you do have to almost take it back to those original games to get how the feel of it is and how the camera moves and how everything else in that game actually moves and then compare it to what you're actually creating and kind of like take little bits and pieces from it. Hmm. So, yeah, applicative knowledge, I guess you could say. Right, not that you have to mirror it exactly, because like Mill said, like there's definitely like things about those old games that it's like I can't believe I ever actually played this game, because why the fuck would I play a game for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and not ever be able to save it, and then oh let's start over again and do the same shit for 30 minutes. True. Well, I, I think that that kind of covers everything I had from the article. I just thought it was an interesting topic. Oh, it was a good, definitely a good conversation. <laughs> every single time i think Some something's good know. though i know that somebody else probably thinks it's boring but i, I really was invigorated by the, by the issue no yeah I, I thought it was a good talk the other thing i was going to say that if you want to talk about preserving physical uh gaming stuff that has been lost like all you have to do is look at arcade games right because our arcades for all intents and purposes don't really exist anymore mm-hmm. Right. But those arcade games are still being preserved by, you know, passionate people who care about yeah. that stuff. And and being rebuilt, so, in fairness, too, if you don't I, mind it not being an original cabinet. Yeah, that, well, that's the thing. Is I, I'm kind of at this point right now with my cabinet, is do I want to 
try and preserve the exterior to reflect the original or just say scrap it and then build what I essentially would like out of it and just uh, figure some kind of exterior design that I would like instead. So I like really my hard. friend's uh, Seth methodology of simply building a generic cabinet and then buying and investing more of his money and time into actually the acquisition of the cartridges and playing them on his generic cabinet. Right. I mean, I, I have a original Twin Eagles cabinet that I'm trying to figure out oh, what I wow. want to do right now. But cool. It's fucked up, like beyond <laughs> all belief. So it's going to need a lot of work to get. I, th- I think restoring an arcade cabinet in general is probably the pinnacle example of preserving something. And Mil- that's what Milkful raised a valid, valid example just from his recollection and from your literal trying to do a restoration. It's a restoration, which is probably mm-hmm. one of the best examples of historic preservation. A restoration of an historic piece. But it's so hard. Mm. It's, it's, it's restoration hard. is hard in general. Mm-hmm. And doing it for a school project makes it even harder because I don't have the time to like look for parts and stuff like that. Ugh. So we'll see what happens. I'm uh, probably going to take some pictures and do a little write-up along the way. Do put it. Up on the, uh, on the old website if anybody's interested. Fucking do it. Yeah, fucking do it. Just fucking do it. Just fucking do it. Fucking do it. Fucking do you. Do we want to talk about the games we've been playing? Let's do a quick thing. We're we're in an hour right now. Okay, well, we like Dying Light. It's a lot of fun. We don't (laughs) have been playing it. Millpool enjoys it too, I think. Right, Millpool? He burnt out on it. He burnt out on it. You guys still playing that? uh, We (laughs) we keep on getting distracted. We've never picked it back up. I'd like to play it. I'd like to beat it. Dude, I've been wanting to play it for a while. I like to move and move it. Move it, move it. Oh, I played and, it and, uh, for like a little bit last night, but yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of burnt out on it. I totally uh, changed my mind on Darkest Dungeon with a little bit of tutelage from my friend Seth. I think mm. we literally talked about both of these things last week. Yeah, but just very briefly. Very briefly, yeah. So, so same exact thing. We were running out of time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's voice moil it. Yeah. Do... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have a new voice moil! <laughs> you wanna listen to the voice moil? Alright, so we have a few voice moils. Um, let's see here. Voice moil! Alright. We will play this one. Yo, Stacy sounds like a real bitch. Was she actually your wife? If so, can you give her my number? Because I, I kinda want to get blown. Thanks. Yeah. Snowy sounds so beaten. I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, you, you ru- took you the life out kid. of him. <laughs> like, he was such a great person, and now he's turning into a fucking mini Guido. Stacy was a bitch. Is she your real wife? Assimilate. Assimilate. Exterminate. <laughs> um, you just broke that, kid. Yeah, you broke yeah. that. I'm sorry, Snowy. Tell you what, you send us one of your long ass stupid voicemails, I'll play it. <laughs> yeah, that's so heartfelt. That's so heartfelt right there. Uh, I hope he knows I'm joking. Um, uh, no, nah, the other day he said he hated you and hoped he died. Oh, dear. I'm kidding. I made that up. Okay. Uh, Stacy Real. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
No, I was never married. Uh, I never had a wife. So, yeah, all that stuff was pretty much made up. Sorry to break the immersion, but... My immersion! I mean, I like to to, uh, be as honest and uh, forthcoming about my life, uh, as I always am. Uh Such as earlier in this episode when we mentioned the ant farm that is a wall in my house. Yep. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. I had fun making that video. Uh, I don't know what else to say about it. Sorry, Snowy. Turned out good. Yeah, it did. You didn't think you didn't know how it would be, would be received, but it right, like it was good because it it's not received well. It wasn't punny, you know. It wasn't a Guido video too much. Well, and you released it right after Valentine's Day too, right? Which I think is kind of the funny part about it. Yeah, I like when you zoomed in on the joke you were typing. Find you were typing. Might have been my favorite part. And the frozen heart bit was really good too. Thanks, man. Yeah, I wasn't uh, fucking with you when I said I really liked it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't take uh, praise well <laughs> at all. I think it's down to the fact that I don't like anything that I ever make, including this podcast. Aww. <laughs> uh, it's just low, low self-esteem from growing up as the youngest, uh, pretty much uh, ignored child that I was. But... I don't know. That's how you get your sense of humor, I guess, right? Yeah, just be depressed all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See? No pool, you were really well loved, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. You had everything you wanted growing up. You're saying I'm not funny? No. <laughs> I think you're funny. Yeah, I think you're hilarious. I think you're uh, Millarius. Millarius. Ooh. Is that like that malaria? Bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should avoid that. Uh, okay, here's the next one. Beatboxing? I think it's beatboxing. Meatboxing? That's it. Good voicemail. What the fuck? That was a really good voicemail. Um, it's a bunch I don't of know, guys. Sounds. I gotta. We gotta stall for a minute here. <laughs> what uh, are you talking about? I don't know because I have. I should have one more voicemail, but oh, you can't find it. Well, I mean, yeah, he can't find it. It's I'd lost be able in to the find digital it. space somewhere. I'd be able to find it if it was here on time. <laughs> Yeah, because having kids is such a fucking downer. Yeah. Um. So, we're gonna banter some more. Well, the banter, the bantering. <laughs> Hold on, I think we should dissect this last voicemail. All right. The, what the, what the, the guttural sounds and the yes. spitting? Yeah. All right. Here What's we Upon review, that that's not beatboxing. I think no, it's just, that, uh, that sounds like farting noises. Yeah. yeah, it's farting at the start, but then there's something else. Right, like it goes into choking or something. Are they making like a, a try to make like a, a like song? Do you can think? You can you play it one more time? Okay, okay. I have a theory too. Okay. 
Wait, what's your theory? What's your theory? Okay. Uh, what if this is an honest-to-goodness butt dial where the person was actually farting? Like they have the walking farts? Yeah. That would be actually pretty hilarious. Probably the off. first and only one caught on, on actual voicemail <laughs> of a butt off. dial that farts. It cuts off pretty quickly for a butt dial, though. Yeah, yeah usually butt dials hang on for a while. Maybe the heat of his farts reacted with his phone and <laughs> shut it off somehow. Have <laughs> you ever farted so bad that your phone shut off? <laughs> Often. You'd be surprised. Oh, no. That's why I bring it up. Um, Remember those random voicemails we used to get from like a Vegas number about a dude and socks? Or, like, some random shit. It was like a hobo, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's like when you first set up the voicemail. No, I don't remember those. Really? I'm going to go yeah. back and find them. Because, honestly, I, it was really, really some random-ass shit. Huh. Well, boys, I don't know. Yeah, I, think I, don't it's, know. I think it's over. We got to call it. Okay. That's it for voicemails this week. If you uh, have a voicemail, send it in to our uh, email or uh, call 615-763-JOK and a G. Oh, and a G. Yeah, and a G. That's why my, that's why my voicemails never get, get through to you. You forget, you just type in uh, 615-763-JOK. Mm-hmm. Mm, you need one more number there, buddy. Well, one more letter. A number? Okay. Yeah, there. I cleared it up before you could even ask the question. What is the letter again? Uh, it's G. Okay, hold on. Millpool, are you aware that J O K G is? It stands for Just OK Gamers. It's kind of our thing, man. Sorry, I was getting a pen and paper. Did you just hear what I said about J O K G? Are you listening to me what? right now as I speak? What is that? <laughs> uh. I'm not going to explain it to you anymore, Millpool. All right, how about we do our okay, listener? Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> J-O-K-G? Hold on, I think we should take a caller. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, wait, the line's not working. Let's do listener of the week instead. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Yo, listener of the week now. He's going to be real sweet now. <laughs> it's listener of the week yeah this week's listener of the week is professor iro he gave us five stars Ooh, professor yeah i know Ooh, he's a doctor and uh he titled his review the best of mediocrity yes. uh, and his review is as follows this podcast is the best to listen to when you want mediocre banter. Check. Game reviews. Check. Childhood stories. Double check. And league news. <laughs> <laughs> we're a little light on the league news. Uh, this week we're okay. We yeah. did pretty good. I look forward to this podcast every week so that I can fill the silence of dinner time with the Guido's signature Hmms, 
Wally's obnoxious laughter. Yeah, that's true. Millpool's awkward silence. Uh, and Nasty's I have a great opinion on everything <laughs> attitude. Yes. It's just okay. P.S. Seriously, I love it. I, I love it. I love it a lot. <laughs> Thanks, Professor Iroh. You are our listener of the week. <laughs> oh, Iroh. <laughs> It's listener of the week. You can be listener of the week by leaving a review on iTunes like Professor did. I row. What's so funny? Why do you sound so angry? It's not angry. Is that angry? He sounds, like, sounds energetic. I thought he was happy. Well, he sounds like uh, he's giving a stern lecture. Really? No, I don't agree. <laughs> All right, well, now I'm so self-conscious. <laughs> How does this sound, Melpool? <laughs> uh, sounds like you're fabulous now. Oh. Fabulous! Fabulous! Are you, like, colorblind except with your ears? Where you hear different tonal <laughs> ranges of people? Like tone deaf? Is that what the word you're looking for? I don't know. Is it tone deaf? Tone deaf means you can't sing. You can't match tones. I think it literally means you can't hear tones. No. Because that mm. would just be deaf. <laughs> right. yeah. No, I think a tone deaf person's off key when they sing. Yeah. Okay. Shouldn't That's that me. Be tone mute. No, you can't match the tone. You know. Right. But that means you can't hear the tone. Yeah, but maybe you hear a different tone in your head when you're singing, and in your head it sounds like the tone that you hear, right. but to everybody else it sounds way off key. That's actually right. exactly what tone deafness is. There according you go, to, pool. According Woo! to Wikipedia. Woo! Uh, okay. Um, Sorry, Bill. Nasty, do those plugs. Uh, okay, if you guys want to follow us on Facebook, find us at facebook.com forward slash justokgamers. Follow us on Twitter at justokgamers. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash justokgamers. Join us on Mumble, mumble.justokgamers.com. Dot com port 36090 uh leave us a voicemail at 615-763-5654 send us an email with some pictures uh i don't know a sound clip whatever the hell you want i guess to just at gmail.com and if for some reason you missed any of that check out the website just okgamers.com very good nasty very good thanks um that's my only relevance that I bring to the podcast. So we got, uh, what, two more episodes and then it's Run episode packs. 100. Yeah, PAX live it is. from PAX. Should we do episode 100 live from PAX? Well, that's what we wanted, we wanted to figure out. Yeah, we don't know yet. We'll talk about it, I guess. Like, I, want to, I want to know the timeline of our episodes. Yeah. And the content of our episodes. Mm-hmm. Well, technically speaking... If we were to record on Thursdays, which we don't anymore, then the Thursday that we're out at PAX would be episode 100. Like the Thursday we fly in. 
Ooh. Right. Mm, yeah. No. What yeah. Is- yeah, because we fly in Thursday. And then Friday morning. No, the one that would we'd get back, wouldn't it? Let Mm-mm. me look at a thing here. I'm gonna look oh, at no, 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 you're right. No, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. Because yeah. 99 would be the Thursday that we're out there. 100 is the week after PAX. Right. Which is the week that this all started two years ago. Yeah. Okay, well, we got some plans to do some stuff at PAX. Like right. jerk each other off. Yep. Pokey crawl, pokey crawl. Wally, you're on board for the pokey crawl. You were pretty hesitant at first, I felt. I was, but after we nailed our tickets down by pure chance... I mean, it sold out in 45 minutes, and I stumbled into the tickets. Yeah. I consider that a sign. I'm pretty much going to hit on every single girl that walks in a pokey costume. Yeah, I'm going to put I'm going to put an Ash Ketchum costume on and try to catch them all. Man, what a, it would be the best thing ever if you somehow managed to bed some like really crazy hot girl, but she's like a super cosplay crazy person. It's not that hard. They have a lot oh, of insecurities. Oh. Yeah, they do have to be centered well, on attention. I do believe you. It's just that, I mean, it's your enthusiasm. <laughs> this, is, this is interesting. Hmm. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm not going out there looking for anything. My perfect morning would be us waking up in a complete dehydrated, hungover stupor, not remembering anything, and we like kind of glance over to the floor, and you're passed out next to some chick that nobody remembers, and she doesn't remember us. <laughs> well, I got that one girl, uh, the one that was a Garen. Remember her? Like, we played League with her a couple of times after that. Yeah. And, and Tony, we played League with him a couple of times after PAX. Right. And uh, so, what was that other dude? Uh, I know who you're talking about. Zero? Did we call him Zero? I think we called him Zero. <laughs> I don't quite remember. The night was fuzzy at that point. He that was, was when we broke off from the crawl. He was like, the guy that, uh, that came to that super divey bar that we went to at the very yeah. end of the night. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that was the time like we broke off from the crawl, and then we went to that like si- that weird sidebar that was like the size of my living room. Yeah, and that oh that super drunk bitch girl. Mm-hmm. I remember her being a super bitch. Yeah, super bitch. Mm-hmm. I uh. Yeah, there were no more seats at that bar, so I was like, "Fuck this place!" No, you guys were all like sitting at the bar talking to people, and I was like standing with other people because I couldn't sit with you guys. (laughs) Yeah, don't fucking do that. I'll blow you all off. We were just talking about how there were no seats left. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna stand there with a seat open. Yeah, I'm not going to make a pact with you guys that I'm not going to sit in the seat if there's not <laughs> there's not enough for all of us. I got your back, Bill. I'll go with you. Mill, I'll I'll, sit, I'll let you take the seat next time. It's just like when Guido went out with uh wow, who's that stupid guy? Monte? Commentator. Monte, yeah. Ugh. I wasn't there that year. Yeah, yeah. he wasn't. I don't know, Melpool, I paid attention to you <laughs> uh yeah i was as miserable as you were i was just fucking i was taking one for the team man no i'm not saying hey i'm not saying that you did anything wrong okay. i was just like this is you saying i don't want to what 
No, I just didn't want to listen to Monte Cristo talk about whatever fucking like <laughs> schemey business talk he wanted to talk about all night. Hey man, those schemes paid off for him. Oh yeah, it worked pretty well for him. Right. Yeah, you think he's backstabbed some people along the way? Maybe. Yeah, Ooh. I wouldn't doubt it. Come on, Millpool Dish. Let's get the dish. What, Dish Network? They yeah, dish Network. yeah get let's the get dish. dish Network, Millpool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this episode is sponsored by Dish Network. Go to dish.com and get yourself a satellite dish <laughs> because those are still things people use. Yep. I think that's the slogan <laughs> right now. We have one attached to our, our house that doesn't hey man, get used at farmland, all. Farmland, farm people still do it. Yeah, I suppose. Anyone in a rural area. It's an internet, internet service provider called Hughes.net. I think that's what it is. Mm. Hey, Dish.com is actually Dish Network. Oh. <laughs> they uh, bought that up real quick. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.